When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to an all new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, listen, you guys, with, I'm doing a Vanderpump Rules recap today, Tuesday. This is episode three that aired last uh, last Wednesday. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't release it on Friday. I got uh, I got sick and then I hurt my knee and all of this. Literally, I'm falling apart. But what's not falling apart is my love and my passion for Vanderpump Rules. This thing is firing on all cylinders. It's I'm I'm literally like I think the show needs to end in two more episodes for the season because I'm scared where the hell these friendships are going to go from here because it's only potentially going to be down. <laughs> it's just like it, this was jam packed. This was an hour and 15 minute episode. And you know what I always say to that? Why not an hour 30? Why not an hour and 45? Why not a Vanderpump Rules movie? Wouldn't you love to see that on the big screen? The cast goes on a, on a on a vacation. Remember how they used to do that in 80s sitcoms where the family, they would all pack up and then they would do like a special family ties in Paris or something? I want that for Vanderpump Rules again. But listen, we are only three episodes in and we got people hating each other. We got people potentially hooking up with each other. We got people lying. We got all the good stuff. 
mean, are the glory days here again for Vanderpump Rules? Only time will tell. The fourth episode, I'm like, that already looks good, too. That's going to be this Wednesday. And just a little note for the uh, the pod, uh, we'll be going back to Friday for Vanderpump Rules recaps. Um, that was just uh, an exception. Uh, also, a special shout out to Juliana Carraza, who took these amazing notes on Thursday, and I wasn't able to do it because I had a fever. So thank you, uh, Juliana. Always kills it with uh, her notes. Uh, I, I really couldn't do this otherwise. I still watched the show like four times. And two of those times, I think, were just enjoyment for me myself. Like, greedily. I'm I'm, I'm kind of star. I'm like, this is good. I like this a lot. Now, you're going to want to tune into the pod today, of course, Tuesday, when you're listening to this. But tune in on Wednesday for a special guest surprise that might... I don't know if it's going to clear up anything, but... I don't know, you guys. I'm just saying this is a mess of a season, and it feels like it's going to get a lot, lot messier. Okay, uh, some show notes before we get into this, because this is going to be all Vanderpump Rules recaps. We'll probably do a couple detours like we usually do, but I am just so happy to be back here talking with you guys. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to give a special shout-out. Let me see here. A special shout-out to... um, to Amy Field, who is a listener, a friend, uh, she's she's awesome. She's done the Patreon a bunch of times. She's been on the main pod as well. But her mom, Amy, uh, is uh, I'm sorry, her mom, Gayla Field, is going into surgery today, and she's going through something similar that my mom's going through. So really, you know, send out those vibes, you guys. I know that sometimes sounds silly, but it's all we can do. Uh, I want you know, I want all my team. And you guys are on my team as well to to be okay, whether it's my mom, Amy's mom, Baditza's mom, your mom. Hey, hey, we'll throw some dads in there too. I want everybody to be okay. But I wanted to, to say that at the very beginning. Um, also, uh, if you like this show... Um, wait till the end to to decide if you like it or not. Please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That really helps. And also another reminder that we are recapping Summer House exclusively over on the Patreon. Like I talk about it here and there on like Monday's episode and I'll continue to do that. But the full line-by-line recap is over on the Patreon. And that's just patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. And you can access to 300 other episodes. We're doing a live Patreon chat with myself on March 15th. Um, You have access to that. There's a lot of like weird little goodies that I love with the Patreon. So hello baddies. Okay, enough me, enough that. Let's get into the mess that is Vanderpump Rules. Are you, uh, you guys got to be loving this as much as I am, right? Tell me, tell me I'm not alone in my deep, deep love. So this is uh, season 10, episode three. This is called Troll Mates. Already I'm like, Trollmates, hell yeah! We got trolls in this? I'm a troll, let's do this! Trollmates, awesome title. Uh, we could infer from the title that, um, like, roommates, bedmates, trollmates. So, obviously, somebody's trolling somebody. Uh, it, it just sounds like another day on Twitter to me. Uh, this is the description that the cable company gives us, or Bravo gives the cable company. Lala drops a bombshell on Raquel that shakes the foundation of their newfound friendship. Holy shit, what a strong ass line! Drops a bombshell, a bombshell's a huge word, and then shakes the foundation of their newfound... Sign me up! I'm all for people shaking foundations. That sounds intense, so hell yeah. 
I love that Lala and Raquel's newfound friendship, which we'll get to that scene because I'm like, what a wild start to a newfound friendship. Hey, by the way, I cheated with DJ JK while you guys were going out. But hey, you better not. You better step off Schwartz, lady. That's where it's too far. Uh, then it also says Sandoval takes some time away from the bar to play rock star with his cover band. Uh, that is Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras. And then finally, Ariana and Katie take the next step in opening their sandwich shop. You know what's so funny? Like, I dig Schwartz and Sandy's and Ariana and Katie's Sandwich Shop. I think it's called There's Something About Her. I have a feeling, don't you think that's going to be open in like a tenth of the time that it took Schwartz and Sandy's? I feel like Ariana and Katie, like they're, Ariana especially, like super level-headed. Like, I have a feeling this could just open, like it might already be open. They're like, yeah, it took a couple weeks, we're open now. You know, come get your sandwiches. I could see that potentially being easier. Also, another idea though, if they're having a hard time getting it off the ground, may I suggest them doing a mushroom experience like Schwartz and Sandoval did, where Ariana and Katie are just doing mushrooms at Sandoval's place and just being weird. I would be down to see whatever. Listen, and this show description doesn't give us half of what we see. Like that, it is just top to bottom a great season. I was even talking, I don't know if it was on this show or somebody else's show, but I was like, even the lighting, like the purple hues in that last bar scene, I feel like it's reminiscent of that season, was it season six with the Jack's Faith uh, at the very beginning, like that very opening scene uh, from the first episode, that season premiere, where they were at the birthday party and they had to go ask Jax if he had cheated with Britney on uh, with Faith. He had cheated on Britney with Faith. That was the lighting I remember that was at the very end of this episode. Guys, this is so like I'm literally like, you, you know what's so cool in season six, episode one, the lighting was just so right, and now it's like back. The lighting designer is so amazing. It's like James Cameron with Avatar. Like that's how much detail work I feel is going into this season. Uh, we always do the previously on Vanderpump Rules. Uh, we had the soft opening of Schwartz and Sandys. Uh, then we have a scene with Lala going. When James and I were new in our relationship, we definitely hooked up, which is always new. Like, new information like that is... Uh, Lala has this ability to just kind of say things that are kind of shocking and just be, like, kind of like it's normal. Like, oh, you guys know when you're in, like, those, you know, in the beginning of a relationship where you just cheat wildly. You know, we all do that, right? Or, like, a beginning of a marriage. It's totally normal, not a big deal. Lala always, like, hits you with that where she's like... She's really saying this like a very normal thing, yet I don't remember doing that, but it must be normal because she sounds like normal. So I don't know. And also, it's just wild to think like, I don't know. It's like, I, I thought she was so committed to Randall Emmett. Now, I don't I don't think anything of Randall Emmett. Like, truly, I, I, I made this post the other day, like, how did Randall Emmett not produce Cocaine Bear? Like, that seems like, how is that not a Randall Emmett film? Um, but... I was like, damn, like you seem so ride or die. I hate that word, but I'm going to use it for Vanderpump Rules. Ride or die for Randall that it shocks me. But she said she was also drinking at the time. So who knows? Uh, we also had uh, from the last couple episodes, Raquel going, Graham doesn't feel good. And Sheena's like, does James know? Raquel in a talking head going, no, I need to make a clean break from James. And that includes letting James see Graham. 
This is one of the only things that I couldn't agree with Raquel on this is just like, I'm divorced. My ex lets me see our dog, you know, whenever I want or whenever I can. And it's been, you know, I can't imagine if she was like, no, that would really break my heart. But I'm sure Raquel has a reason for that. We also see Schwartz to Sandoval going like, uh, there was a moment there where I was like incredibly frustrated with you, Sandman. And Schwartz in a talking head's like, he became hyper-focused on the new band he started, Tom Sandoval and the most extras. Like, I love that band, but it was like the most escapism at my cost. Kind of like when Schwartz would escape from Katie by getting plastered and then going cheating on Katie and blaming it on alcohol. Is that, am I doing that right? Um, <laughs> then we start off with the best damn song of of a century, like, these are the best days of our lives. A picture, remember, like, we got the cameras flying in to Sir and then into Tom Tom, into Schwartz and Sandy's. It's amazing. We start the day off at James and Allie's apartment on Miracle Mile. They are little, like, they're a less than a year into their miracle relationship on Miracle Mile and they live together. Uh, you know, they're just having that cute morning where they're making like a French press coffee and Allie's like, oh, and James' like, I'll do it, I'll do it. And Allie's like, I like pushing it. I guess the French press, like, and James is like, push it. And Allie's like, it's so easy though. And he's like, yeah, tell me when. And then he's pouring Hershey's chocolate syrup into the fresh pressed coffee. Listen, these, these, this pisses me off on a whole different topic. DJ James Kennedy is thin as a rail and he's like literally drinking chocolate syrup. Like I have to drink my coffee black. Like, like this is ridiculous. It pissed me off right out of the gate. I'm like, you get to fucking make it like a, like a dessert treat. Are you kidding me? Then she swirts Cool Whip into James's mouth, and I'm like, please do not, do not, because he remember when he like like tried to bite the lettuce off her face a couple episodes ago, or maybe that was last week. These guys like have like sexy fun with food, and I'm not here for it. Um, Allie's like, this tastes really good, and James is like, it's from Colombia, and Allie laughs and is like, no, it's not. He's like, yeah, it is. And it's Starbucks, you guys. We're off to Sandoval's house. Sandoval is looking at a big piece of poop on the carpet. He's like, who did that? He's trying to vacuum. And it's their little dog. I mean, wouldn't it be great if it was Ariana? But it's not. It's their little dog, Charlotte, which like bums me out because like Charlotte's no longer with us. And I, I did. I was just like, oh, man. Sandoval's like, oh, my God, everybody's pooping. You were just outside. And then we're over at Sir and they're revving up for a new day of just slinging those uh, cheese balls. And Lisa arrives. Do you notice how they light Lisa? Like they shoot, like they put like a bunch of Vaseline on the lens. So anytime she shows up, it's just like the most blown out. It's like Kris Jenner lighting. And Lisa's like, hi. And Peter, uh, the Sir manager, who we, you know, by the way, we've had so much Peter in these first three episodes, more than we've had in the last two years of Peter. And Peter's like, hi, how are you, Lisa? And Lisa's like, everything looks so gorgeous in here. And we just see shots of the restaurant. It's just it's just the restaurant during the day. But Lisa's in love with it. Look at the gloriousness. Oh. And Peter's like, thank you, Lisa. And Lisa's like, it was great to see you at the opening of Schwartz and Sandy's last night. And Peter's like, yeah, I don't really remember a lot of last night. And we flash back to that conversation where Raquel, <laughs> Raquel after their couple dates, Raquel was like, hey, I just want to talk to you real quick. Let's break this off now before it gets, like, complicated. And Peter's like, yeah. But Lisa had just, like, talked to him a moment before where she was like, do not dip 
your quill in Company Inc., you know? And also, I still want to point out the fact that Lisa was like, back in 2005, it used to be a fuck fest over it, sir. But we can't do that anymore, Peter. We can't. It's different times. I remember when Ken would have a circle jerk all over Pump Restaurant, but it was different times, Peter. Please, let Raquel go. <laughs> but anyways, Peter's like, yeah, I remember last night. And Lisa's like, I think your pride's hurt, Peter. And Peter's like, no. And Lisa goes, that's okay. You can admit it to me. And Peter's like, oh, I'm not going to admit that, Lisa. Like, no, that's not how I look at it. And Lisa's like, Peter, I understand how much it hurts. I've never been dumped either. Anyway, let's have a good night. <laughs> Lisa's like, Peter, you fucking nerd. Oh my god, you tried to put your willy in little Raquel and she wouldn't. Oh, Peter, anyways, please go wipe down the tables. Please, Peter. Raquel comes in. Uh, she's running late. Also, listen, Raquel, I think, really does work there or does during, I mean, who knows, but like, why is she late so much? And listen, this is the kind of shit where Peter does need to be like, Yo, man, like, regardless if we're fucking or not, you got to show up on time. This is a little so bad it's good tip. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but um, one of the big things with the job, and this is just a little something I've picked up over the years, is they're, they're going to give you a time to be there. And and this is just like a little tip. Uh, usually try to be there at that time or maybe a little before. You know, when you do it after the time, then it kind of defeats the purpose of having the time. But, you know, Raquel just kind of runs in, but she's like kind of breezy. You know, she's... There's like a distortion reality field with a lot of this cast. Like I was talking about with Lala going like, oh, yeah, I mean, like everybody cheats. Same with Raquel. Like, Raquel didn't seem that nervous. And Lisa's like, hey, Raquel. Oh, hey, Lisa, how are you? Good. Your legs actually come up to my shoulders. Because she's wearing the little sir dress. Lisa, if you're so concerned about people, like, not hooking up with, like, staff and things like that, which you've never been concerned about before, maybe you're going to be like, your legs, I can see your pussy. Oh, my God, Raquel. Please put those away. Like, isn't that kind of a mildly sexy comment? Your legs actually come up to my shoulders. And Raquel just laughed like, ha, in this dress, they definitely do. It's like the the slit is so high. And Lisa's like, you're late. And Raquel's like, yeah, because of little Graham. Oh, yes. How is that dog? Well, I had to take him to the emergency vet this weekend. What's wrong with him? Well, he had a puncture wound. And I, I, I don't know about on his neck, you know, and it got infected. And he's feeling a lot better today. And that's why I'm late, because I just I took him for a walk around the block. Okay. <laughs> Remember, like, you know, a couple episodes ago, little Graham was just, like, pouting on the floor, and she'd, like, thrown, like, some beef jerky. Like, there was, like, a pile of food around Graham, and Sheena came over, and she's like, ha, Graham's not feeling that good. And Graham was just like, help me. It turned out he had a fucking puncture wound in his neck. Like, and the way, like, I mean, I would be like going, dude, Graham has a flipping puncture wound. She's like, he has a puncture wound. Like, I'm like, that would, I would be flipping out. Like, I want the name of this place that she boarded Graham at. Like, there should be some kind of lawsuit. How are we getting dogs puncture wounds when we, uh, it blew my mind. Um, so Lisa's like, well, I actually did want to talk to you. Uh, and Raquel goes, Peter, 
Yes, Peter, you should know better than that, especially here, naughty, naughty. And Raquel's like, you mean I can't make out with Peter in front of customers? And Lisa looks with astonishment. And then Raquel laughs. <laughs> little joke, little Raquel joke. And Lisa goes, I'm serious. That's not funny. Put your tits away. And Raquel's like, well, I told him last night that whatever we have is not going anywhere. Okay. Do you feel better, Lisa? Yes, actually, it does feel better. But you've lost a little bit of direction since you broke off the engagement. And Raquel's like, yeah. We get a flashback to the last reunion seven months earlier. And Andy's like, you're still wearing your engagement ring, huh? And Raquel's like, yeah, I'm going to give it back to him. Do you want it now, James? Sure. That's a Bitcoin. I love that they show this scene every week now. Raquel goes on, I was in love with James and I feel like he threw that away so easily and he just found somebody to replace me and that hurts. You still love him, dear girl. And then Raquel goes, yes, I do. You're still in love with him. You are. Which is literally what Lisa just said. And then Raquel starts to tear up and shakes her head. Yes, poor Peter's in the background just like trimming hedges. and I mean, this is wild. And also... Raquel and anybody listening, it's not normal to just go and pick somebody immediately. It's not normal. Allie seems like a nice person, but the own it, like, it's not normal. And, like, DJ James Kennedy has never been normal. I can understand loving, like, I can understand missing the relationship. I can understand loving somebody. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Raquel has so many reasons shown to her again and again and again that this was not a good relationship for her. And listen, I I don't know what's going to happen with him and Allie, but like just let it let it play out obviously cuz uh if that's how he treats you and his friends and we've all seen DJ James Kennedy through the years, I I sometimes sincerely worry for Allie. But Raquel, I'm not I was a little bit worried about with the Peter thing, but that's done now. Well, now I'm actually a little bit worried because of the Schwartz thing. There's just a lot of decisions happening in Raquel's life. She's young. It is interesting, though. I feel like we, it'll be interesting to see how the show kind of plays it out this season. But she is treated as this kind of little fawn or little injured puppy in a way, kind of like how we treat Schwartz. But I think we're supposed to see some of this journey through her eyes about somebody that is like free for the first time, not living with her parents, not living with DJ James Kennedy, and kind of... Not sowing her wild oats, but experiencing things in a different way. You know, like, and I feel like she has a little bit of arrested development because it seems like she has not experienced anything. Like, I always compare her to, like, some frozen caveman that get like, all of a sudden, like, she missed 300 years of growth. And all of a sudden is like, what's a car? Where am I? You know? Uh, Lisa's like, oh, you're, you're crying, Diego. No, you're okay. Take a breath. Take a breath. You're making me cry. What happened to Lisa? Is Lisa just a pussy this season? Like, it's, she's, Lisa is being used amazingly in this show, by the way. What did I say all of last season? I was like, we are misusing Lisa. She's got to step away from the plot. We got to stop catching her up with things. This is kind of the perfect blend. And we'll see in this next scene, she starts to be a little bit of a troublemaker. I can handle this, but also the, Peter, don't fuck employees. Like you used to beg employees to fuck each other. And now that's off the table. And now you're like, oh, Raquel, your love of DJ James Kennedy is making me cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Lisa goes, you're a beautiful girl. You've got the start of your life, you know. Come and see me if you need. Anyway, listen, you've got to get back to work. You've got a shift to do, all right? And Raquel's like, okay. And Lisa's like, glad to see a smile on your face, Raquel. Can you change that now? We're slobbed over it. She's pointing at some napkins like, Raquel, do some work, please. As we see Peter doing Raquel's work in the background. We head over to Laurel Canyon Boulevard, where Ariana and Katie are walking up to meet with a real estate agent, Jamie. Jamie Lynn, who Jamie, by the way, who's supposed to come on this podcast. She has a podcast called Jamie All Over, which I've been on, and she's one of Sheena's uh, BFFs. And I didn't realize, like, I forgot Jamie did real estate. Like, Jamie's been on Vanderpump Rules a bunch, so it was, like, hysterical. I was like, wait a sec, that's, that's Jamie? What, Jamie's selling a sandwich shop? Like, what is going, Jamie? I, I'm going to call Jamie and go, hey, I want to buy that sandwich shop, damn it. But I love, I would have loved a whole, I would have loved a whole Selling Sunset spinoff of Jamie trying to sell Sheena. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jamie trying to sell uh, Katie and Ariana on a place. Like, I wanted more of, like, them. I want to see more of the Ariana-Katie relationship if they're going into business together. I want to, I hope we get to see more of that this season. Anyway, she's showing this place that just popped up. She knows the owner and, you know, want to see inside it before anyone else see it. Do you, do you, you want to come inside? And they go in and Ariana says, since almost a year ago, Katie and I came up to with this idea to open a sandwich shop. We go to a flashback about that. Ariana's like, what I've learned the most of watching Tom and Tom go through this process of trying to open Schwartz and Sandy's is not to jump into it without having everything <laughs> laid out <laughs> properly ahead of time. Um, I love that Ariana like says things in the most beautiful, sensitive way on people. because She's like, what I've learned from Schwartz and Sandy's is, um, you know, like, don't do it how they did. <laughs> That's basically what she's saying. Um, so this is 1100 square foot place. The owner's currently renovating. He's putting in about $30,000 into it. And then Jamie asks, how are you guys doing with investors? The last time they talked, they were looking for investors. And Ariana's like, that's where we're still at. And Ariana and I talking to him goes, the other thing I learned is don't use your own money. So thanks for being the guinea pig, guys. I mean, our, like, dude, Sandoval and Schwartz, the money they put into this stuff, and we'll get into that later of Sandoval putting all that money into all of his other side projects. But I was always told something. You got you to gotta spend money to make money. I've never listened to that advice, and maybe that's why I'm, I am where I'm at. But, like, I've never been the – I've been the save money and don't spend it or just, you know, I'm always that – or just eat lettuce for dinner. Like, I'm that guy. Um, so Jamie's like, I'm going to give you guys a moment to, you know, talk about it. So uh, – they're talking and they're like, okay, could we envision this as our place? It, you know, this could go here. This could go here. And Katie says, this is a strong contender. They're going to keep looking at spots. Uh, Katie, though, lets us know that, like, listen, the restaurant industry is literally in her blood. Her mom, Terry, who sometimes listens to this show, I always talk about it, blows my mind. And uh, she ran a restaurant in Utah the whole time that Katie was growing up. And it's really cute, actually. We get to see a lot of cute Katie photos of, like, Katie in a restaurant outfit and Katie, you know, like... I love when they show these photos from the past, especially in characters that we know, because it kind of really reinforces the fact that these are real people. So, like, you can totally picture that time. And it kind of, like, listen, I worked at, like, blockbuster videos and uh, movie theaters. And 
thank God. I, I don't think I have any photos. I think I was before uh, cell phones. But, uh, you know, like we all did that. We all had our stupid summer jobs. Not that this was stupid, Katie's mom. This was, you know, a family restaurant. But it probably is in her blood. But she she knew that she wanted to open a business. And she knew it had to be food. Uh, but Katie didn't want to do a bar or a big fancy sit-down restaurant. So a sandwich shop, she says, that also serves drinks was the best of both worlds. And also, it kind of is. I hope they actually truly do this. Because, listen, I'm, I'm, all, I'm on that old talk of tick, that TikTok all the time now. And it's all these, like, girlies, like, come with me and f- come with me while I spend the day in Los Angeles. And it's just about, like, the fancy little spots they're going to and the little sit-downs. Like, I had a rosé and a salami sandwich. Um, that could be, I mean, I could see influencers flocking to someplace like this if it had the right vibes. Uh, Katie tells Ariana, it's so good. It's so good to think that originally, no, it's so weird to think that originally Tom and I talked about doing a sandwich up together. Like they were going to do that maybe later on in life. Katie, I'm telling you, 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 you dodged a bullet there. Can you, Tom doing a sandwich shop? And I left it. That was like later in life. Um, And she goes, obviously, we don't have a later in life plan together, but I'm really happy that we're going to have a later in life together. And uh, Ariana's like, I saw you guys talking last night because that was the Schwartz and Sandy's really sad conversation at the end of last week's episode. And Katie was like, it was surreal being there after all this time. I was telling him, like, so is it all worth it? And we then cut over to North Hollywood, uh, the Valley of the Stars to Schwartz's new apartment in the old Valley Village. This place is a shithole, not the actual apartment. The apartment's nice. I'd die to live in this apartment, but there's boxes everywhere, posters with Bubba all over them. Can you imagine like a sadder sight than a bunch of like decorative Bubba art? Which, by the way, like, listen, I always still to this day, I know they threw it away, that Bubba painting that hung over their old uh, couch at the old apartment. Like that's to me, that's like a Banksy. That's like, I, I mean, like how much are we like, that's like a Sotheby's auction and they just tossed it when they moved to the house. I'm like, how do you toss art like that? How do you, this is how you treat art Schwartz? How you treat Katie like this? And this is how you treat art that could have put your kids through college. Um, so, uh, the place is just a total shit show. Tom, uh, is just like, oh man. He's like, goes to the fridge, gets a carton of OJ. And he's like, I wish I had a beer. I wish I had a beer. I didn't even like this in college. It's just like a phase, just a phase, just a phase. You can tell he's like faded from the night before. And guys, I was at that Daily Mail party, like I said last week, and I can attest to this really was shot the next day. This is totally real. This wasn't like shot a week later. This was the next day. His phone dings and he sees a message from Lala that says, I wanted to tell you how incredible last night was. Congratulations on Schwartz and Sandy's, which is a lot different from that first episode when she's like, you weren't at my, you know, you are not supposed to hang out with Pickleball Emmett. You were not supposed to do it. And Tom's like, oh, it's sweet, actually. And then Sheena all of a sudden pops up. She's like, ha, 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 I'm here. Because uh, she's there to record Shenanananigans, her podcast. And Tom's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed of my plays. And Sheena's like, why? Oh, it's depressing. Hi. And they hug. And um, Schwartz is like, oh, I'm so pissed that I agreed to do your podcast today. And she's like, wow, thanks. I'm just kidding. Are you hungover, Schwartz? Yeah. Well, we can talk about it. By the way, this is like, this truly to me shows you the slumming that goes into podcasting. 
it's not all glamour, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's just like you're literally like waiting on a guest to cancel or like you're like, oh, let's just hope this happens. And like I can see like even Sheena, you know, she's like trying to get in there, man. She's trying to make something. I I could not believe Schwartz agreed to do to this, you know, but like this is Sheena, man. This is what Sheena does. And I got to tell you, that podcast is pretty funny because it like gets in there. She gets a lot of dirt. And I don't even think she means to half the time, but she does. I'm also going to tell you, podcasting causes a lot of trouble. You guys know I'm the bad boy of podcasting. That's right. Uh, I hurt my knee walking down one stair this week. I didn't even fall. I just put my foot down in front of the other, hurt my knee like a bad boy. I know about podcasting. It's dangerous. I've lost all relationships with my family and friends because of this podcast, but it's all good. Love Vanderpump. Um, so Sheena's like, uh, well, we can talk about it. And Schwartz is like, I never sleep in, but I slept in. She's like, what time did you go to bed? Well, probably like 4 a.m. Oh, what were you doing? Hanging out by yourself? And this is like kind of that Sheena getting in there like... Like, this is, I'm telling you, there's like a really weird method to Sheena's madness. And Schwartz is like, well, mostly, mostly, uh, did I get a tour of your place? What's mostly mean? And it's not that big of a place, so I feel like the tour could go quick. And Schwartz is like, uh, yeah, by the way, my friend Joe's staying with me. Um, and Sheena's like, is Joe a guy or a girl? And Schwartz is like, a girl? And then we get, we see a picture of a pretty girl, Joe, just says J-O, uh, I think Sophie said she looked like Freddie Mellencamp, and I was like, dark. Or somebody said she looked like Freddie Mellencamp. Guys, I got to tell you, I don't know who says what these days. It's all just like one big noise box, myself included. We see Joe and her dog, and Sheena's like, oh. And George is like, no, not like that, no. And she's like, have you hooked up with Joe? Great question, Sheena. No, not even a little bit. Not even a micro moment. Joe's my girlfriend. Now, listen, I've thought a lot about this. Now, I don't, I, not even a micro moment. What's a micro moment hookup of like, ooh, ooh. what is all of this? Also, if Joe had a dog in that lab, where's the dog now? Is the dog living at Schwartz's? So this is just, and, and if you see the room, like the room, like are just a shithole. There also is only one bed. There wasn't two beds. So where is Joe on the floor? Is Schwartz on the floor? Who's on the couch? What's going on? I need a whole diagram of this mess. And, um, but Schwartz is like, no, no, no. But then he goes, Joe's my girlfriend. Now, listen, I know he means like, Joe's just my friend. That's a girl. But listen, maybe Joe is Schwartz's girlfriend. Like who, I mean, I need to know more about this Joe girl. And I need to know more. And that's it. And I, I'm, I'm, I wish Sheena had kept digging at this moment. Sheena in a talking head goes, I legit believe him because the way this man is living right now, he's definitely not getting it up. <laughs> Classic. But also, um, listen, a lot of girls, uh, a lot of girls, like they dated a, like, I would hear girls date all that. Like they were like, Oh yeah, my boyfriend's mattress is in his kitchen. Like girls don't care. Like what your place looks like legitimately. I don't like Joe probably doesn't care. Also Schwartz is insanely charming. All this stuff. Schwartz is like, Oh, I'm over myself. Oh, poor Schwartz. And she was like, well, we're going to get un over yourself and maybe under someone else. <laughs> Sheena sets up her microphone and recording equipment, hands Tom a microphone. And she has like these nice colorful mics or like pink, I noticed. I was like, ooh, fancy. 
And she was like, ready, Schwartz? Yeah, I think so. Okay, we're getting into some shenanigans today with one of my best friends, a groomsman in our wedding. And like, by the way, when she says best friends, he's like, oh, um, a groomsman in our wedding, recently divorced. And he's like, oh, but overall, a dope human being, Mr. Tom Schwartz. Oh, thank you, Sheena. You're welcome. That was a grand introduction. Well, you're a grand human. Huh, I've got my podcast voice going. It's deep. Let's go. I love it. I thought that maybe we could lighten the mood and play a fun little game of Mary Fuck Kill. Guys, fucking solid way to start that podcast. Like, immediately, like, do you realize that's a really brilliant way to start the podcast? And George is like, oh, no, I can't do that. And she's like, are you down? I'll do it. But, oh, God, hit me with it. And Sheena's like, we've got Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, definitely. And Sheena goes, Lala and Raquel. And Sheena cracks up. <laughs> and George is like, oh, who's it going to be? Ha, huh. okay, well, I think I'm going to marry Raquel. And she was like, ooh, okay, you're going to bang Lisa? Yeah. And I was going to kill Lala before last night easily. Okay, I'm killing her. That's a threat, Schwartz. That's, you, you, Lala should sue. Uh, Sheena's like, well, last night we had the Daily Mail party at Schwartz and Sandy's. What were you thinking going into this? Were you nervous? Uh, I'll tell you, opening a bar or restaurant, it's like an ever-demanding, relenting process that I don't, like, participate in a lot. I usually just, like, lay around. <laughs> Sheena goes, can I ask you a tough question? Yeah. Do you think that it also ultimately led to your divorce? And she was like, uh, I think it's too soon to even address that, but I can't blame the bar. I can blame Tom Sandoval. No, I can't blame the bar as much as it broke my goddamn heart. Me and Katie's separation was like really, really healthy, you know? I love this painting of the picture. Like, I remember my divorce and like there was no like there was no way to paint it healthy. Like, you know, like like it's a diet. The diet's working. Like, no, there was no way to like, you know, it's really it's good for me. Like I've lost weight. Like it's all good. No. Um, Sheena's like, how did this conversation of your divorce happen? And Schwartz is like, well, she chose her words very carefully. And she was like, did she say this was how she was feeling for a while? Yeah. Well, let's go back to Raquel, actually. Okay. And she was like, let's talk about Raquel. Okay. There was this rumor online that you guys were making out at Coachella when you weren't even at Coachella. And Schwartz is like, I wasn't at Coachella. And Sheena's like, would you make the rumors true? And Schwartz is like, I mean, oh, man. Oh, shucks. Oh, man. Oh, man. You're crazy. I don't know what to say. And Sheena's like, a couple of tequila shots. And who knows? Yeah. You know how alcohol is. That's when I have all my sex. And then we go back to Sir and Raquel is working her shift or Raquel's in the kitchen. And she's like, can I get a fucking fire on these goat cheese balls on the garden tent? Hop, hop. <laughs> I would just love if like Raquel <laughs> treats everybody else like shit. Like, come on. Hey, Theodore, I want, where's those cheese balls? Damn it. Table 10 is off my ass right now. <laughs> James and Allie arrive at Sir and sit at the bar. Now, this is what I want to tell you guys. Like, let's just all be real. Like, so, like I always talk about, these people are scheduled to film. So, James and Allie are scheduled to come in that day. Lisa's going to be there. I don't know if they know Raquel's going to be there, but Raquel knows she's showing up to film. So, it's not like James and Allie just happen to be in the, like, oh, I happen, I happen to be here to pick up my see you next Tuesday check. 
Is it here? Oh, the cameras are here. It's not like that. They know they're mic'd up. They have to like see, they have to put mics on their back and stuff like that. So, but what is real is what they talk about. What is real. And I have to tell you, you know, people don't want to believe it, but a lot of this shit is so real. In fact, they don't put a lot of the stuff that is actually, you know, I mean, they, they leave stuff out. Like there's, this, this is a dramatic cast. So, uh, they arrive at, so they're sitting at the bar and Allie's like, are we drinking? And James is like, uh, yeah, we can get one. You look so cute. You look so cute. He always does that when she asks him about drinking. Cause I don't think she's asking it in a, can we drink? I think she's like, kind of like, are you going to drink James? And he's always like, yeah, anyways, you're so gorgeous. Your bone structure. Oh my God. You've got the horse. You've got the hair of a horse. Oh, what a beaut. Oh, you look so equine. So beautiful. You know, like it's that kind of thing where it's almost like he's trying to distract that. He just said that he wanted to drink. Um, and then like, oh, they're going to check for his, see you next Tuesday. Check. They're looking at the, the menu, get some goat cheese balls, blah, blah, blah. Um, Raquel is, uh, talking to a customer. Lisa walks up to the bar with, uh, James and Allie and she's like, what are you guys doing here? Surprise. <laughs> James is like, I just picked up my check from see you next Tuesday, Lisa. And Lisa's like, oh yes. And last night was good. It was, it was great, Lisa. So sorry about Graham. And James is like, yeah, it's been tough, Lisa. It's been sad. He's been pretty bad off, right? And James is like, what? What's sad? What do you mean? And James is like, well, I haven't seen him. What are you talking about, Lisa? Oh, no, he's not been well at all. He's got a puncture wound everywhere on his body. And James is like, what? And Lisa's like, I thought you would know that. And he's like, no. And Lisa's like, listen, I'm keeping out of it. And Lisa's like, listen, now that I've told you everything, I will now choose to keep out of it. But this is this is a great use of Lisa Vanderpump. If I was a coach, I'd be like, you see here, we got James and Allie here. We got Raquel back here. We're going to sweep Lisa to the right. She's going to come on in. She's going to say some information to DJ James Kennedy. It's going to potentially make him upset. Then we're going to get Raquel to jump in right here. No blockage. And then uh, a scene's going to ensue. And that's what we get. James to Lisa's like, I really don't know how to process it. But I'm really upset. DJ James Kennedy does have a little bit of that Dorit C-3PO of like, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. I really don't know how to process it, but I'm really upset. Raquel passes the bar and James is like, Raquel, what happened to Graham? And Raquel looks at Lisa like a Bambi and Lisa's like, oh, 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 oops, did I do that? <laughs> I thought that he knew. And Raquel's like, no, he doesn't know. I would rather him not know actually. And Lisa's like, Okay, oopsie. And James in a talking hell's like, oh, hey, hello. Like, Raquel, do you remember? I was like Graham's dad for five years. It's like, I fucking raised him. Like, you never fucking let me see him. I miss Graham more than I miss Raquel. And James excuses himself to talk to Raquel privately. He's like, excuse me, Ali. Enjoy your cheese balls. So what's up? What's up? I don't like hearing that. It's very scary. And Raquel's like, I know, I know. I don't want you to worry. He's totally fine. But I had to take him to the emergency room. He had a puncture wound in the neck. This is one of those other moments where I was like, he's not totally fine then. And they show a picture of his whole neck chain with a like, puncture wound. He's totally fine. Like, he had a puncture wound. And James is like, from what? And she's like, when I checked him into the boarding facility, he escaped. He found a little hole in the fence and he dug his way underneath. And it happened then. <gasps> 
poor Graham. He was trying to get to you. And Raquel's like, I know he was. And James is like, yeah. And James starts to cry. Like, James, I love his emotional stunting. Lets him feel so deeply about animals and potentially music. But he is kind of socially inept uh, and emotionally... Um, I was about to say a bad word, um, about, you know, like about human situations, but he like, that's why I think he's so on the surface of like, Oh, no, you stay alive, Graham, you stay alive because that's where he puts all of his emotions where humans, he, you know, his, his, all of his caring and his love goes into like Graham in a way. And, uh. Raquel's like, you know, shocked, taking me like, she's like, he's okay, he's fine, it's fucked up, honestly, Raquel, why, why are you, I just feel bad for him, poor little thing, he probably felt so scared, alone, uh, I feel like maybe if I could just, if I could just see him once, I fucking miss him, is Peter his new dad now, with the big belly, she didn't say that, but like, listen, your heart goes out to, on on this part, you know, like, like, yeah, like this sucks, you know? And Raquel's like, I would really have to think about it. <laughs> I would love that scene of Raquel thinking about it. I'm like, huh, huh, I'm thinking about it right now. Huh. Like, what does that look like when, like, I'm gonna, th- when you guys, like, we all do that, like, I'm gonna go think about something. Like, what does your thinking face look like? Like, do you actually sit there and think, or do you already know and you're just like, well, I'm gonna use this time to dick around on my phone? But I like, right, like, huh. I'm thinking about it right now. What do I think? Hmm. Um, James and a talking head's like, for an accident like this to happen and her not to have the fucking decency to call me or throw me a text is fucked up. And James tells her, I'm so over it. I just need to go. And Raquel's like, okay. And James and a talking head's like, I'm not going to say the D word or the S word, but I'm going to say you're not thinking things through. And producer's like, what are, what are the D and the S words? And he goes, dumb. And stupid, and sassafras, and dickhole. <laughs> I love. I can't think of any other s words. And suspenders, and dumbbells, especially dumbbells, and snakes. Ooh, and dick cheese. I can't think of any d words except for dick. But also, great James Kennedy talking head. Dumb and stupid. Raquel's like, well, that's why I didn't tell you, because I didn't. I knew you'd be upset. Well, then I'm glad it was like this. Well, I'd rather you not be worried. Well, have a good rest of your shift. And James walks away mumbling, I hate this shit. It pisses me off. <laughs> Dude, DJ James Kennedy, this show needs DJ James Kennedy. I would never want any of my friends to ever be involved with him, but this show needs DJ James Kennedy. But it's kind of like, how low are you going to go, DJ JK? How much are you going to show us? Like, listen, this show needs you. Let's not pretend that it doesn't. But I do wonder how far he'll go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so now we head on over to Schwartz and Sandy's. And I got to tell you again, I'm so, listen, the true villain of Schwartz and the true villain of Vanderpump Rules is that, that dick cheese, I can't stop saying dick cheese now, that guy, Greg, the other, suppose, the guy that was like mentoring them or whatever, that bitched and moaned about them to Lisa at that Schwartz and Sandy's party. How dare you, Greg? We got beef now, dude. Me versus Greg, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Sandoval arrives and um, they're all there. Brett is the general manager. 
And I met that dude once. He seems like a really nice guy. And, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, and Tom is there. He's like, I came to water my babies. He's there to water some plants. I like that that potentially is the only job they've given Schwartz at the Schwartz and Sandy's of like, Schwartz is your kid corner where you can like um take care of these cac- little cacti and some of the ferns uh it's it like um anyways they're talking about how much shit they got to do you guys they can savor the success only but a moment because they still got to open this place you guys and uh you know the manager's like yeah we, we really do even though it was successful we got to get out there sandoval comes in and sandoval's like what's up guys and Schwartz is like, we have a fucking mountain to move to get it open. And Sandoval's like, let's move the mountains, baby. I love that. That's the attitude I want. I never have that attitude of let's move mountains. I'm like, I'll just stay. I do not need to move mountains. I'm just going to go back to bed. But you need those people like Sandoval of like, hey, let's not bitch. Let's get to work. And um, this would have been a great point for a montage. You know, one of those 80s montages of like, getting to work at Schwartz and Sandy's. We're trying on outfits and trying the beer and the food and cleaning so we can let people in. Schwartz and Sandy's. Sandoval in a talking head is like, I'm thrilled the Daily Mail party was such a success. But now the optics of it, people think that Schwartz and Sandy's is open. And Sandoval's like, there was over 150 people here. And Brett's like, it was a really good turnout. People were happy. And Sandoval continues in the talking head. So now there's all this pressure to live up to the hype. We have to finalize the food. We have to finalize the cocktail menu and the back of the house staffing. It's just insanely hard to find. Sandoval says, so what do we think about the staff? And Brett's like, okay, so Daisy, she did pretty well. Matt, unfortunately, the situation, he was drinking back there. And Sandoval's like, he took a half shot with Schwartz. And Brett's like, okay, but I also was given reports that he was drinking more than just that shot back there. Your partner doesn't want him here. And Schwartz is like, I don't want to be in charge of hiring and firing, but I really want to give Matt another chance. Classic Schwartz, I don't want to take responsibility, but I do like, like, I love it. Schwartz is like, you telling me he drank on the job on my dime? Hell yeah, I want him here. <laughs> Because Schwartz is that, like, fun-loving, like, come on. He was, like, smiling so big that night. He was fun to drink with, man. Not realizing that it's, you know, in that case, probably not a good sign of things to come. I ran a bar for a long time. We were all wasteoids there. You know, we they probably drank most, like, you know, like, you just drank the profits away in a sense. But Schwartz wants a fun-loving bar. And Tom in a talking head's like, when it comes to hiring, I love how thorough Greg is. I respect it. We get a flashback to the day before when Greg's like, how do you work with those nails, lady? And the lady's like, very easily. Seriously? This fucking Greg, man. I, he t- You know, listen, I'll make fun of Schwartz and Sandoval if I want, but this Greg guy, he does not. We can make fun of Schwartz and Sandoval. Not this Greg guy. F this Greg guy. Tom and a talking head's like, but ultimately, you know, me and Tom get the final say. <laughs> so drink away, waitstaff. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this awkward couple walk in. And every, they're like, are you guys open? And Tom's like, no, we're getting there, though. I'm here to water my plants. And Sandoval's like, we basically just had an event for Daily Mail, and we're not actually officially open. <laughs> yeah. I love that if this was like a real scenario, these people were like, what the fuck is going on? Like we kill all the shouldn't Schwartz and Sandoval literally are here. Do they live here now at Schwartz and Sandy's? Um, but honestly, they mic this couple up. So 
I don't think it was a complete setup, but I don't think they were just passing through. Also, you usually lock a door. Like, there's a lot of things here. Like, you can't just walk in during the day to Schwartz and Sandy's. Uh, but who knows? Um, but there are, you know, Schwartz and, you know, Sandoval and Schwartz are really nice. And Tom's like, hi, I'm Tom. I just got divorced. What's up? He didn't say that. And Sandoval's like, I'm Tom. Nice to meet you. And the couple's like, hey. And the, the guest is like, I'm Sam. And Brett's like, do you guys want to take a look around? And Sam's like, yeah, that's awesome. And Schwartz is like, welcome to Schwartz and Sandy's. You can kind of see the place if you just like turn a 360, you know, but like actually the bathroom, you got to go down a little hall, but uh, we head over to the Tipsy Cow Wine Bar in, I believe that's in Studio City. Lala and Katie are stopping in, and Lala's like, I think I overdressed. And Katie's like, no, it's okay. And Lala's like, oh, you look so cute. I need to stuff my new big old titties in that. Lala, my big old titty, my, my tig old bitties in that. Lala, that's an, Lala will say wild shit and act like it's normal. And she'll also just, at any time, she's like, you know she's going to say vagina at some point. She's like, oh, take a look at my pussy, everybody. You like these nipples on my titties? Like, that's how she just speaks. And it, she says it all with a straight face. But I know she knows how crazy it is. So uh, they're, uh, they're all sitting down. Uh, Raquel's coming to meet them. So it's a little, I'm like, wow, they're hanging out with Raquel. Lala and Raquel hanging out. That's huge. Katie's there. Um you know, Lala's big old titties are there. It's it's a whole family vibe. Uh, Katie asked for a Reposado tequila, which, by the way, I think that is groundbreaking because trying to break free of the tequila Katie thing. It's like, seeing I can have a nice Reposado on occasion. And Raquel's like, can I have a dirty martini? And Lala's like, are you guys going to get a little buzzed? And Raquel's like, well, I just came from work, so I rushed here. And Lala's like, sir work? And Raquel's like, yeah. What other work is there with sir work? Like... I don't. I, I was curious what that even meant. Lala on a talking head goes, Raquel and I left our relationships, and there's something very sweet and inspiring about when you leave everything you're, you're used to behind. You don't know what the fuck your future holds, but you know you'll be okay. And Lala goes, hey, can we do a cheers real quick to being single? And Katie's like, the single life. And Lala goes, and to you and I dodging motherfucking bullets. Bow, 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 wee! Uh, and Raquel goes like, okay. And Lala on the goes, Raquel felt a little vacant when she was with James. Um, and then, uh, but now Raquel seems to come into her home. <laughs> Lala says this part so funny. He goes, but Raquel really seems to coming into her own. And I'm seeing things happen up here. And she's like pointing to her head in a totally see Like I'm watching brain tissue form. I'm seeing sparks fly. I'm seeing synapses connect with other synapses up here in the brain oblongata area. Raquel's like, are you talking to Randall? And Lala goes, well, we communicate through this app called Grindr. No, 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 no. It's called Hinge. Um, no, but I guess lawyers do it for like high conflict custody cases, which means that, you know, I'm sure Lala, you know, Lala probably wants to like hurt this dude on the daily. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how their co-parenting relationship is. And I'm team Lala on this all the way. Um, so 
you know, Lala says text messages mean nothing in this. So with the app, it's like authenticated. That's where I'm at. It's like nonstop torture. By the way, this app sounds like what all of Bravo should be using. Like, listen, everybody like Robin Dixon, put it in the app. Let's authenticate it before. Like we need everything authenticated at this point. And Katie's like, well, that's like how I feel. Like I went to Tom's today to take the dogs there. And right before she, he had done this Sheena's podcast. We get a flashback to eight hours earlier. And Schwartz is like, she wanted to talk about the divorce, but like in a healthy, positive way and Katie's like why I don't no like respectful way like a, a podcasting nice way <laughs> Katie's like what did she ask like just shit I don't know <laughs> oh shucks you guys I don't even know I don't even know where I am half the time man listen it's funny Katie goes and he uh he said like She's like really nudging me, pushing me into dating and was like, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. By the way, Raquel is there when Katie's saying this. And Lala's like, wait, she's pushing Raquel onto Tom? Katie looking at Raquel goes, yeah, she like really wants them to, um, does she try to push you on Schwartz? And Raquel goes, a little bit. (laughs) And Lala's like, shut the fuck up. Are you being serious? And Raquel's like, yeah. Like, and Lala goes like, what is the tone when she tries to do that? And Raquel's like, well, she's like, you and Schwartz should like make out, you know, like things like that. And Katie's look on her face is so perplexed. You see it all. It's like hurt, annoyed, angry, surprised. By the way, my face was like hurt, angry. Like I was even shocked by this part. I truly was. Katie in the talking head goes, I have not heard Sheena's podcast with Schwartz yet, but it's a total act of betrayal. Sheena was a bridesmaid. At my wedding. And when Sheena went through her divorce, I supported her. How would she have felt if I was trying to hook up Shay with one of my girlfriends? She would have been livid. And we continue on with the conversation. And Katie's like, and what And what did you say? Just like, okay. And Raquel goes, I'm like, ha ha, no, no, never. You know? And then like, I think about it more. I do like Schwartz a lot. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't ever date him seriously, though. Raquel, what the... Fuck. What the fuck are you? Raquel, I like this is like I like everybody in this cast, I think, but what the fuck? Why lie to poor Katie for the love of God? Just lie to her. Just say, no, it's all good. Like, what? Like the fact that she goes, I'm like, haha, no, no, never, you know? And then she goes, and then like I think about it, like. Like I thought, like I was on my thought period time when I was thinking about if I should let DJ JK hang out with Graham. And then I had a little bit of thought time left over there. So I started thinking about Schwartz. And then she goes on to say, I wouldn't ever, I I wouldn't ever date him seriously though. Like I do like Schwartz a lot. I wouldn't ever date him seriously though. Like what is that? Like, dude, in my divorce, even if that it was all amical, everything was great. I would still see red if some dude was like, yeah, like, I wouldn't date her seriously, but I would love, I mean, who knows? Like, because the who knows is this huge chasm that we don't, like, what, is, what does not date seriously mean? Just, like, fucking run? What does that mean? And it, it, I, I was just like, this was just jaw-dropping to me. 
Caden, a talking head, agrees with me and says, are you out of your damn mind? And Lala goes, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is when I will step in and fucking defend my friend at all costs. The funny thing about this line, though, I was like, who is she defending? Like, I was like, who, wait, who are you defending? Like, I was like, who is, who, Lala, who are you defending? And Raquel's like, "Uh uh-huh. And Lala goes, and if we want bodies laying everywhere, it's going to be you hooking up with Schwartz. I mean, I get messy, but I even wouldn't do that shit. I love Lala immediately going, bodies laying everywhere. Like, bam, bam. You want to get popped? Raquel just stares at Lala and shakes her head. Like, this is what I want to, like, this is what I want. Like, Raquel, in this moment, tell me your thought. Like, walk me through your thought process. Katie goes, to be, like, just, like, fucking each other just because it would be, like, a little fucking weird. Katie kind of keeping her cool when I would not have kept my cool. Lala's looking at Katie and says, like, your feelings would be so hurt by that, and I, I don't even want you to pretend like they wouldn't. So Lala gets that immediately, right? Lala gets that immediately. And Katie goes, I'll say right now, I, I don't think I'm ready to see that or, or be there to see that. Okay, that's a very important line right there. Hang, put that in your back pocket for the rest of the season. So Katie now tells Raquel to her face. Now Raquel, remember, like doesn't have to do what Sheena tells her. But this is a very, in, like, so Raquel sees Katie. Like, this is why I want to know, because I don't think Raquel's evil, but Raquel sees that Katie didn't take that well. Katie's still being nicer to Raquel and just says, I'll say this right now. I don't think I'm ready to see that. So then it should be over in Raquel's mind, right? Like, I want to know what else is going on that I'm not seeing. And Raquel goes, nothing's happened. And Katie goes, well, I know that. But, well, if I did even entertain the fact, it wouldn't be fucking okay. What the fuck? Or Raquel even does it again. Like, I didn't... It wouldn't be fucking. It would be light patting and a little fingering. How about that? Would that be a little over the pants, a little just the tip? Maybe I uh, tickle his balls just a little bit. (laughs) Um, so Katie's like, okay. And Raquel's like, but I don't want any serious relationship. Like, I'm so done with that. I, I think especially cause I was so loyal to James for the past five years. And Katie's like, you were. And Raquel's like, and I keep hearing things that he was with other girls. And Lala's like, well, I'm going to tell you something. Um, <laughs> James and I definitely hooked up. And Raquel's like, while we were together, <laughs> yeah, you guys were like pretty new into your relationship, I guess. And I was pretty new into mine. And so we're finally getting this admission, which is huge. Raquel and I talking to Ed's like, wow, really, Lala? You're going to sit there and judge me for hypothetically tickling Schwartz's balls? <laughs> hypothetically making out with Schwartz? We get a flashback to moments earlier, 78 seconds earlier, it says. And Lala's like, I mean, I get messy, but I wouldn't even do that shit. No, you'd fuck the dude. Kellen and talking that goes, yet you slept with my boyfriend while we were together. You're such an effing hypocrite. Lala, I'm seeing things happen up in the Oblongata, the brain area. I'm seeing, like, Raquel is literally putting things together, and she has put that you're potentially full of shit in there, Lala, because that's wild. Isn't that wild? Like, that is so weirdly hypocritical that I don't even know Lala realized it. How are you going to say shit when you openly admit to cheating? Like, it kind of caps you at the knees in a little bit. But Lala keeps on pushing because that's Lala. And Lala's like, there's a lot of things I did when I was drinking that I'm not proud of that I would never have done. Listen, you stayed with Randall when you were sober. Raquel lets out a giant sigh and goes, yeah. And Lala's like, is that going to change where we're at? And Raquel's like, well, I care more about him falling in love with Allie, I guess. Like one month after we broke up, you know, like that's more hurtful to me than like him hooking up with you now. 
and in another part of town, we're at a music studio where Tom Sandoval and the most extras are preparing for their set at Coachella. No, that's not, but they're preparing for a set at the Canyon Club. And you guys, he really does have this huge fucking band. And these guys are professional musicians. They're good. Pay attention to the curly-haired guys, the saxophone player. I love watching that dude live. He cracks me up, and he's also just really good. And Sandoval's like, what's up, guys? And the band member's like, what's up, dude? Yeah. And Sandoval's like, wow, you look all fucking great, man. Um, I will say this. Sandoval was on the podcast last January. If you listened to that interview, he talked about this where he does pay for outfits for these guys. You know, like band practices, people usually don't get paid. He pays all of them. It really is. Like, this is how much he believes in this and believes in himself. And people can say that is crazy and to a degree it is. But listen, you know, sometimes life is about these dreamers and these dreams. So I don't know. I like, I want to, I can't really make fun of it. And also I've had damn good times watching this. It's really fun. Um, Sandoval's like, last year when Schwartz and Sandy hit a little bit of a lull, I needed a creative outlet. The enjoyment I get, the passion, the expression really was that thing that I needed to keep me sane. Sandoval picks up a microphone. I know we're a cover band, but I do have an original for you today. And Sandoval sings, freedom to put yourself in the sun. Almost dead. It's just no fun. Kick you down. Then close one eye. I've been so high, baby, baby, baby. Shooting stars fly. That's not the original tune, you guys. I don't. Those were the lyrics. I just don't remember the tune. But it, the lyrics, awesome. DJ James Kennedy enters the studio as the song ends, and Sandoval's like, Ladies and gentlemen, DJ James Kennedy. If you haven't met him already, he's one of the thickest DJs I know, and he's going to be opening for us, and we're lucky to fucking have him. And James is like, That was amazing, guys. That sounded amazing. And James is such, James is such a, like, he just popped in at the very end. He just, he's a liar. Even though the guys do sound amazing, he just didn't hear it. James in a talking head goes, oh, I think the most extras is Tom's way of spending a lot of money and having a lot of fun. So what if it is, by the way, let me also remind you guys what else Tom has spent money on, right? He spent money on Richella. Yeah, and right now I'm holding up my official Richella bracelet that Tom Sandoval gave me. There's only 15 of these in existence, but Tom put like $15,000 into Richella, which I know there's not going to be no Alicella, or maybe if there is, Tom better not pay for it, but he seems like a good guy, so he might pay for Alicella. And by the way, I still think Richella should be a yearly thing, even if they're not together. Like, I'd party for Richella every year. But like, Schwartz, don't make fun of the way Tom spends money when you've benefited from the way Tom spends money. I'm sorry, man. And they take a break from the band, and James in a talking head's like, I mean, how much money is going into this fucking thing, right? Sandoval in a talking head's like, all my band members get paid for their practices. I pay for a practice space. And they're going back and forth and talking hands. And James is like, he's got the limited edition gold-plated Congos on the right. And Sandoval's like, I take care of transportation, food. James is like, I'm pretty sure the guy on the right, it is an ex-member of Nerd with Pharrell back in the 90s. That wasn't a good joke. James. Sandoval's like, yes, it's an expense. It's expensive. It's an expense. James is like, I think he should be worrying a bit more about Schwartz and Sandys and getting it open and not spending all this money on getting together with his 14-piece orchestra. <laughs> is he mad? And James tells Sandoval, you've been going hard, man. One minute you're opening the bar in Franklin Village and running the town like Willy Wonka, and the next minute you're David Bowie up in this bitch. And Sandoval's like, ha oh, dude, I just want to thank you again. And he's like, James is like, for what? Opening up, <laughs> opening up for us. It's just like fucking dope. 
Dude, I'm fucking excited to come back to Agora Hills. It's obviously where I met Ali. And Santa was like, dude, full circle, man. And James and Otago is like, the Canyon Club is a very special place for Ali and I because it's the first time I laid my eyes on my princess, my gorgeous beauty, my, my horse-haired lover. It was like one of the most magical nights in my fucking life. I actually think it was probably the most magical night in my life. I was there that night, you guys. It wasn't magical. I was like on mushrooms, so I don't know how magical. I mean, maybe it was, ma- I, it was scary, but also th- that was the night where like DJ James Kennedy, I always say like he, he started one song and he immediately ripped his shirt off in the first song. And I was like, dude, like work up to this. My God. Sandoval goes, it's so funny. I paid these guys for like practice, but I also got to get in there, you know, and I got to, I got to Venmo these guys right now. And he exhales deeply. Dude, Sandoval's a good dude, man. We go to Raquel's apartment in North Hollywood where Sheena's coming over. Raquel comes outside with a little graham cracker, um, and they're going to go walk around and do a hot girl walk. Sheena learned it from her sister where you talk through your goals, things you want to achieve, dreams, aspirations. Can we – I would like to do – can we do like a a mediocre dude walk? Like I would like to do – like, this is the kind of shit why I always, <laughs> this is why I always, like, when I was growing up as a kid, I was friends with more girls. Because, like, that shit, actually, I was like, yeah, let's work on our fitness. Like, doing a hot girl walk. Like, I'd rather do that than being in the gym. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hell yeah. Sheena and I are talking about it. like, I absolutely feel like a big sister Raquel. When she was going through one of the hardest times in her life, an engagement ending, we would do, like, a girls' night. We would do family dinner. And I felt like right now where Raquel's at in her life, she could u- really use a hot girl walk. And they show pictures of all those events. Now, from that vantage point, you know, Sheena really is protective of Raquel. Sheena is looking out for her. And I I think if you look in the scope of the show of the 10 seasons, Sheena was picked on a lot. So Sheena, like, you know, there is this, I hope this is right. Like, you know, I hope this is true and not some kind of ulterior motive, but she really is trying to take Raquel under her wing. And Raquel might need a friend like that. The only thing though is you gotta you gotta be careful of your other friends that are already there. You gotta be careful of Katie's feelings and stuff like that. Also, also I kind of find it funny that they could do a hot girl walk where they're gonna talk about their dreams and all that stuff, but we don't get to hear any of it. I'm like, give us that. I wanna see that scene. So uh Sheena's like, I don't think you realize how close you live to Schwartz. Oh my gosh, it's like a three minute drive. Once again, Sheena kind of putting that idea out there of like, oh my God, what if you like fell on his dick? And Raquel's like, no way, I had no clue. And she's like, I know. So Saturday, Brock and I are going to cheer him up a little bit in pregame before Sandoval's show. You should come. The cheer him up thing, like that's the other thing. Is Schwartz really down or is Schwartz kind of like, whew, well, this part over is over. I'm curious how down he felt. And how much he's just relieved, but everybody else assumes that he feels down. So they're all like, hey, buddy. And like, I I don't know, like it could be either way. I mean, I was extremely down, but then being around people, I just, I never even wanted to talk about it. I was just happy to like be in the corner with people doing things and feeling normal. I never wanted the focus to be on me, you know, Raquel's like, um, okay, um, good, because I'm just not used to like showing up places single. And Sheena's like, I know it's different. Raquel's like, it's so different. And Sheena's like, at least when you show up single, you're the hottest girl in the room. And Raquel's like, I guess <laughs> I've never like, this is a conversation that is so foreign to me. You guys like, I'm like, wait, what? Sheena's like, hot girl walk. And Raquel's like, hot girl walk. Yeah. And then now we finally get Sheena's like goals. What do you want to achieve? And Raquel's like, I want to lose 10 pounds. And this is when we have a commercial for Ozempic. No God. And Sheena's immediately like, stop. You do not have 10 pounds to lose. You can say you want to tighten in tone. 
This is a very Steel Magnolia scene for me. <laughs> drink your juice. Drink, drink your juice, Raquel. Don't talk about me like I'm not here, Sheena. <laughs> I'm going to get up and leave, Sheena. I'd like to see you try, Raquel. That's all. That's for my Steel Magnolias fans out there. Sheena makes a video on her phone and they're like saying they're badasses and they're hot. And then Raquel's like, so James is like begging me to let him see Graham and I slept on it. And I think it would be fine if we met up at the park and it will be like a one-time thing. And Sheena's like, good, you know, it's it's not going to be like custody like Schwartz and Katie are doing. Oh, speaking of Schwartz, will you fuck him? No, she goes, speaking of Schwartz, he did my podcast yesterday. And Raquel's like, I heard Katie wasn't very happy about it. And she was like, how does she know? Well, I guess Schwartz and her talked because she went over to Schwartz's. And Sheena's like, oh, after we did the podcast? Sheena, half part of that is just like, so you're saying you listen? Ooh. Like, I I mean, from a podcaster standpoint, it's like I always get horrified when anybody that I know personally listens. But at the same time, you're like, ooh, ooh, listening to my podcast. And Raquel's like, um, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I don't like that Sheena's just pushing you and Schwartz together. And Sheena's like, I'm not pushing. I just asked because I know you said not that you're like interested, but you said, oh, we haven't made out yet. But, you know, and Katie was the one, by the way, when we were in Vegas for the Vanderpump Paris opening, she was like, oh, I saw some rumors about like where Raquel and Schwartz online. And honestly, if it's true, he needs to embrace it. He needs to start dating. This is what Sheena says. Katie says. She was the first one of all who pushed me then to bring it up to you. Now, this is one of those things, guys. Like, I understand that this, um, I understand that maybe Katie did say these things. Or, And by the way, some of these, these text messages between the two have gone back and forth. But it still doesn't mean Katie wants this. or Kate, And also, like, you do talk tough. Like, that's the other thing. Like, you you, you want to put on the best face to your friends in some way. I'm like, no, I'm doing great, man. I'm a rock star. I'm making out. I'm taking names. I'm, like, showing who's boss. And I think you sometimes just assume that. Like, so I understand Sheena's logic. And I actually believe she truly meant that. Like, oh, I thought Katie was okay with it. But then if you step further back, I just like there's no flipping way that, you know, Katie would ever be OK with this. This is the first year of a divorce. Like you go through so many different waves of feelings and emotions and all of this stuff that it just it never would have been OK. And that's why I was like, oh, man. Um, and we see some of these texts and, uh, you know. Oh, sorry. The, wait one sec here. The notes got screwed up. Uh, so, so Raquel is like to Sheena. She's like, uh, Katie actually said she would not be okay with um, with that about me. And Sheena's like, well, okay, then she should never have said and used the words. I will quote. I would embrace that. And Raquel's like, yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? And Sheena in a talking head goes, Katie and I have had a roller coaster of our friendship. Flashback to 2013. And Katie's like. What's hilarious is you calling yourself practically engaged and you're grinding your ass on Peter's penis. That was 2013, folks. Just in terms of Peter Madrigal, we're at the same place of like, but now Lisa's like, don't grind anything into Peter, please. He's my manager. And then we get a flashback of Katie going, a lot of people feel that you're fake a lot of the time, Sheena. And Sheena's like, well, then why are you friends with me if I'm fucking fake? Sheena and I talking head. It seems like we both want to always see the worst in each other and we struggle to find the good 
Sheena's right on this, but like, it's just, it's like, it's not even Batman Joker territory. It's just that these, uh, Sheena's like, she's like getting upset when I'm doing exactly what she asked of me. Now, Sheena, come on. Like, that had to have been Katie going just like, oh yeah, just do whatever. But like, come on. Like, we know, we know not to, and Raquel's like, right. And she's like, that's annoying. And Sheena goes, at this point, I'm over for apologizing for things I'm not sorry for. This is what happens when you get divorced. People move on, deal with it. And by the way, I want Sheena to potentially be my life coach. Sheena's like, well, what else did she say? Anything else crazy? And Raquel's like, well, Lala has been so mean to me in the past. And I felt like last night she was trying to get a rise out of me. And she told me that she had sex with James while James and I were together. And while Randall and her were together. And Sheena's like, zoiks? What? Scooby? And Raquel's like, you didn't, you didn't know about this? And Sheena's like, no, girl boner. Does James know she told you this? And Raquel's like, no. And Sheena's like, you're going to say something tomorrow night, right? And Raquel's like, well, yeah. And Sheena's like, I'm sorry. And Raquel's like, I was going to marry this guy. And Sheena's like, thank God you're not so fucked up. Katie and Lala now we cut to, they're going to Justin Queso's which is actually where we watched Vanderpump Rules a couple weeks ago. It was a horrible place, you guys. They're meeting for a date, and uh, Katie is like, how are you feeling, Lala? And Lala's like, it's a mixed bag, baby. They're seated at a table for four. Lala orders a Diet Coke. Katie orders a ranch water. And Lala is meeting the dude that she met at Hotel Ziggy. And um, so it's this uh, guy named Ty, like a Mai Tai, Lala says. Uh, Lala says, Ty is cute. I feel like he's good. He's a good one to dip my toe back in the pond. Um, so, uh, Lala goes, however, I'm not ready to date one-on-one. So I asked, um, you know, Logan, if he could find a dude for Katie. So, you know, she could come along. Dating is intimidating, but I know we had to start doing something. She's going to dry up and close up. (laughs) Classic Lala dry pussy joke right there, folks. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, I got to tell you, Lala's kind of like a shock jock. She's like, a sh- she's like we're going to sew up that old giant. If- <laughs> we got to get that thing lubricated. Hey, the two men arrive, you guys. And these people, I mean, no offense, just from look, if we're going to just judge by looks alone, which is a lot of reality television, they look like two tacos short of a combination plate. Like, I guess good looking dudes. Ty is probably the better looking guy. Lala introduces herself to Katie's guy. And he introduces himself as um, Melrose. Yeah, Melrose. Melrose Avenue. And Lala's like, that's a dope name. Did your mama give you that name? And Melrose is like, no, actually it's Mel. But everyone calls me Melrose. Melrose, we know that your mom didn't give you the name Melrose. We kind of knew it was probably Mel. But also, you're in your 30s from the looks of it, and you ask people to call you Melrose. That's like if I I said this, I was like, that's like if I wanted people to call me Batman. Like, yeah, my name, mom named me Ryan, but I like to go by Batman. So if you could do me the honors, my friends call me Batman. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I would figure like girl bone or done at that point. If somebody says their name's Mel, but call me Melrose, wouldn't that be like, like that would be end. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um... So, uh, and then Ty, his name's not even Ty, like my Ty, his mom named him Tar, T-A-H-E-R. And we find out that means clean and pure. And Lala's like, oh, well, I watched a TikTok of yours that is not clean and pure. And I shit you not, guys. This seems like I'm saying a joke. You probably already see it. They cut to this video of Ty fucking weights. Like, he has his pants on him. He's like, uh, uh, uh. this is not how you properly work out. You're going to pull a hammy. You're going to throw something. Like, But it's like, that. Like what? And like, lol, like... He's a good-looking dude. You don't need to fuck weights. Like, he's in a gym. He's like, eh, eh, eh. What are you doing, dude? Just get, like, clean off your... <laughs> There's, like, a guy behind him. He's like, can I work in? Like, <laughs> like no thanks, man. I'm, I'm gonna... This is a 24-hour fitness, sir. No thank you. And Ty's like, you've been stalking me? <laughs> you've been watching my sexy workout videos? And Lala's like, I did a little bit of stalking, which I don't normally do, but I did it. And uh, the waiter waitress comes in for the drinks, and Ty's like, what do you guys want to drink? And Lala's like, I'm a sober motherfucker. I'll burn this joint down if I drink. 
okay, just say you don't drink. And Ty's like, okay, you don't drink, you don't drink. And Lalo's like, but you should get wasted. And Ty's like, why not? Do you have spicy? And they're, whatever. They all order food. And then uh, Lala, being the shock jock, goes, I have a very clean mouth. I haven't given a blowjob in a very long time. Also, does that, by that assumption, when you say I have a very clean mouth, like, are the blowjobs you used to give, like, on, like, muddy dicks? (laughs) Melrose, or Mel, I'm going to call him Mel, goes, that's unfortunate about your blowjob thing. And Ty's like, are you going to get a drink today? To Lala, and Lala goes, no, I've been sober for three years and nine months. And Ty's like, that's hot. And Lala goes, is it? And Ty goes, it is. I don't know if Ty knows where he's at. And Lala and I talking head goes, he doesn't listen. I've told him twice that I'm sober. And Ty goes, how's newly single? And Lala goes, nine months. And Katie goes, and five? I also was like, I was married for like, you know, so 12 years. And Melrose goes, you look really young. And Katie goes, well, I was 24. And Lala goes, what's your sign? And Ty goes, I'm a Sag. And Lala goes, Virgo is my sign. And Ty goes, are you a virgin? And Lala goes, uh, no. What's it like? Ty, Ty, you need to get out of the gym, bro, and crack a book. Like, are, he says, I'm a Virgo. Are you a virgin? Sparkling conversation, sir. You're nailing this. And Ty goes, what's your favorite movie right now? And Lala goes, probably Finding Nemo. And Ty goes, actually, Finding Dory is way better than Finding Nemo. Where the fuck did that even come from, man? Like, you, <laughs> the guy doesn't know just basic things about humanity, but he's like... Finding Dory is actually a much better film on so many ways. And Melrose is like, I don't agree with that one, Ty. And Lala's like, I guess we'll all disagree. Simba's pride was way better than the Lion King, right? And Ty's like, I've never seen that one either. I'm not going to like, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Lala looks at him like he just grew an antenna out of his nose. And Lala goes, I'm going to use the restroom real quick. I, La, this is like classic Lala. She should have just been like, I'm going to go take a shit. I'll be right back. Hey, Katie, come with me. Are you good? And Katie's like, oh, okay. Um, so they go into the bathroom and Lala goes, I feel like I need to abort mission. And Katie's like, uh, okay. And Lala's like, I certainly don't see us banging our heads against headboards with either of them. Do you? And Katie's like, no, I mean, feel like I like Katie's like being part of like being in Lala's orbit's got to be wild because like, listen, I know girls are as filthy as dudes are, but like Katie's not, I mean, like, you know, like Katie's not going around going like, let's see if some dude will nail my head into a headboard. Let's knock boots. Uh, we're back at the table and Ty's like, how you feeling about Katie? And Melrose is like, she's definitely a good girl. I like her personality a lot too. Okay. Back in the bathroom, Lala's like, I almost feel like weird. Like it's weird for me sitting with like a guy and like, okay, I have a kid and it's not their kid. And it's like, my mind jumps a million miles ahead. And it's like, okay, keep your head where your feet are. This is not your future partner. That's a very real actually sentiment right there. And Katie's like, yeah, oh my gosh, no. So, uh, Katie's like, you act like I'm a, some seasoned pro at this. Like I've been married, like I've been in a relationship 12 years. And Lala goes, I know. And Katie goes, I'm very fresh to this myself, which she is. So this has got to be scary. And I feel like, like that I'm kind of curious about. I hope we get to see Katie dating more this season. Um, Lala goes, oh, I know. And Katie's like, I've been on like two dates. Lala on a tie neck goes, after this date, I will say mentally, I am not in a place to find a partner and be in a relationship. I am however, down to get railed. I'm down to bop some baloney. Yeah. Lala goes back to the table and is like, what were you guys talking about? Like, I shit you not. These guys were probably like static in my head. Fucking, fucking weights at the gym. And then Ty goes, definitely you. And then he looks at Katie goes, you too. (laughs) 
Little you as well. Katie goes, the plot to the Lion King. Thanks for hanging with us today. It was nice to see you again and nice to meet you. And Lala goes, I know. And Melrose goes, this was fun. Nice to meet you. Are you guys going to drink tonight? And then Lala looks at him in disbelief of like, again, I'm sober. Now we're at Raquel at the dog park and she's got Graham and James is coming over to meet them. And James is like, hi. And Raquel's like, hi, how are you? And James is like, good. Look at him. Graham, Graham. Ooh, Grammy cakes. And Raquel's like, do you want to go in the shade though? And James is like, yeah. Oh, he's a big boy. And James in a talking head goes, let me assure you, he remembered me. That's how it is with my best friends. I cannot talk to them for a year. And if I see you, you know, then there he is. This is what I'm saying, dude. James is more of a person to animals than he is to people. But like, literally, he's like, that's how it is with my other friends. They remember my face. Of course he remembers. And he's right, but it's just funny. He's like, this guy, he, he slept on my chest for the last four years, except for the times that I was cheating on Raquel. It's like, he's not going to remember me? Slept on my chest. Come on. Definitely remembered me. I love this, like, a personal thing in the talking. He's like, he definitely remembered me. And James is like, you you look so cute. And Raquel's like, yeah. And James is like, he looks so happy. And just like, I feel so happy. I feel so good. You have no idea. Like, can you imagine not seeing him? I really didn't have much time to say goodbye. And Raquel's like, yeah, good, good. Um, I have something to ask you, DJ James Kennedy. And he's like, yeah. And um, I want you to be like completely honest with me. And James is like, mm-hmm. Like on it, when James, DJ James Kennedy hears honest, he's like, uh-oh. Raquel's like, well, I was at girls night with Katie and Lala. And Lala told me that you guys had, you guys knocked boots. You guys railed while we were together and while she was with Randall. And James, James goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Raquel goes, do you remember that? And James is like, yeah, yes, yes. And Raquel's like, how did that happen? Well, uh, it wasn't a good decision. And I mean, obviously both drunk and uh, alcohol was to blame. <laughs> alcohol definitely was to blame. Um, yeah, I mean, she was in bed. Like, she literally didn't let me leave the room. You know, it was forced. Really, it was forcible. It was very, very... I should go to the cops, really. I mean, it was only that one time, though. I don't even believe this. I believe it was probably more than one time. And Raquel's like, okay. And Jamie goes, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry I lied to you, dummy. Raquel's like, I mean, I literally have been so loyal to you our entire relationship. I know, but now you're dating Peter. What an idiot, dipshit. We're not talking about Peter right now. Like, And also, it's just so funny that this Peter thing really does bother James in such a fashion. Um, and, like, dude, we're talking about you and your lies and your manipulation and your cheating, which is why your relationship broke up in the first place. Raquel goes, I'm not dating Peter. Why are you addressing this? It, like, if we're not talking about Peter. And James is like, I know, but you would literally, like, come home all the time to the apartment and bitch about Peter. So which one is it? Because you were fantasizing about Peter when you were working. <laughs> I can guarantee you she was not fantasizing about Peter. Peter was actually just a nice person to her. And Raquel goes, I don't know why you're talking about Peter. I don't know why he's consuming your mind right now. Because you're literally dating the sub-manager, which is like weird. The sub-manager. And Raquel's like, stop digressing the conversation. I don't think that's the right word right there, but whatever. James is like, sex with Lala like five years ago. Literally five years ago. And Raquel's like, She's the one that just freaking brought it up to me. What the hell am I supposed to do? So she's parading around like a trampy. Take it up with her. And Raquel's like, oh, no, actually, I'm going to take it up with you because our entire relationship was built on a foundation of lies. Good, Raquel, good. And James is like, yes, no, it wasn't a foundation of lies. Well, you weren't honest about that. No. <laughs>
Yes, that one, no, but everything else, honest. And Raquel's like, you always knew how I felt around Lala. I always felt a bit insecure, and she'd been demeaning to me. You made me feel like I had nothing to worry about. And we see these flashbacks of those moments, and we remember those moments. She literally said, like, her worst fear was this, and he did it, you guys. And, uh... James is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say right now. You know, honestly, I feel like I'm getting interrogated. If this is an interrogation, my God, I came to see Graham Cracker. Honestly, do you need more closure from this? Because it seems like you made your decision. You made a good one. Like, you're happy now. And Raquel's like, well, I clearly made the right decision. Good, good. So did I. Because I met someone that I'm truly happy with. Adam, Ali, uh, what's it? Ali, yes, Ali. Truly happy with her. I've never felt this way before. So good thing I didn't marry you. Yeah. And Raquel laughs, goes, huh, yeah. Fucking brutal, you guys. Now, Katie's at her apartment applying makeup, listening sh- shenanigans, Sheena's podcast. And Sheena's like, I know that you've been going through it lately. Brock and I want to be here to support you, be here to support Katie, and we want to be your cheerleader, your wing woman, your best friend, and thank you for doing my podcast. Thank you, Sheena. Katie's phone rings. She FaceTimes with Lala and Katie's like, hi. And she's like, Lala's like, hi, baby. What are you doing? Well, I'm, Lala's like, I'm not feeling very well. I'm not going to go tonight. And Katie's like, no. And Lala's like, like, I'm so congested. And, you know, and, you know, listen, probably hanging out on Agora Hills did not sound fun to Lala, but Katie kind of needed a backup here. Lala goes, how are you feeling? And she's like, not super great. Have you like listened to the podcast at all? And Lala's like, no. And Katie's like, a friend wouldn't do this. A friend wouldn't bring him on a podcast when he's vulnerable like this and try to coerce him into saying shit. She needs to say the fuck out of my shit. We don't need, if she wants to be supportive, be supportive over there. And Lala's like, it doesn't sit right with me that my best friend as conveyed that she doesn't feel comfortable with any of this. And then you're like, I'm going to invite Raquel over to pregame at Schwartz with me and Brock. And Katie's like, she's an evil, evil little troll. Like Sheena, you're a shitty person you're a shitty friend and it's fine because karma is gonna come for you and i'll watch your world burn and i'll smile i will say this listen katie has always had a flair not even for the dramatic but the the dramatic way of saying things like this is like ooh, like that's kind of poetic like that's a lyric karma's gonna come for you and i'll watch your world burn like that's like that's brutes that's brutal man but You've got to understand you're dealing with this relationship they've been in for so long. Like, how would you not see red in the first year of divorce? You're on a show called Vanderpump Rules where this is your worst nightmare, having to now come on the other side of this. You're trying to stay, like, kind of friendly with Schwartz and vice versa, but then all this shit is getting put. Like, I see all of these sides here. Ugh. Oh, I see all of these sides here. Ugh. I have the hardest job of all of it. <laughs> i got to get over myself. Uh, we're over at Tom and Ariana's house and listen, Ariana, I think is being wildly underused, but when she is used, like at the very end scene, she says something so brilliant where I'm like, she's the fucking Yoda of this show, you guys. And Ariana's like, are you excited for the show? And Sandoval's like trying on outfits. He's like, yeah, he has like a sparkle suit with black collar trim. And Ariana's like, all right, Ariana Grande. And Sandoval's like, I'm going to do an outfit change. I'm either going to start with this one or I'm going to start off with this one. And then we see all these split screens of like red sparkly suit, teal green sequin pants and jacket. Ariana's just weighed. This is so funny because it's like a, it's a take on that where men have to sit there and watch women change into all these clothes, but it's, it's reversed and I love it. And Ariana's like, I don't like the green. I mean, you're ripped pants. And Sandra's like, thanks. 
And Ariana's like, I like those pants better. And Sandoval's wearing these red sequin bell bottoms. He's like, yeah, they're so light and they stretch. Don't I look like David Lee Roth? And he jumps kicks. You know, and by the way, the dude is ripped. He looks great. Ariana's playing along going, oh my God, you just got air. And Sandoval's like, so are you going to be, are you going to, are you going by yourself tonight? And Ariana's like, well, I think me and Katie might ride together. And Sandoval's like, all right. I want to point out that this is a point too. If Sandoval was a dick, he would have been like, I don't want you hanging out with Katie. But he's like, cool, cool. Like, I thought that was progress. And Ariana goes, also, Sheena lives far away. And she's like, I'm going to come pregame at Schwartz's before Tom's show. And I was like, oh, great. Should I come? That pregame, though, they better be taking Ubers and shit. Because that, from Valley Village to, like, Agora Hills, that's like 45 minutes. Um, I love, I'm a parent. All of a sudden, they better go Uber, you guys. If they're pregaming, they better have they better have buddy system or something. Brock better not drink. So she tells Tom that they're going to pregame. And then she goes, and she invited Raquel. And I think it's just going to be the four of us. And I'm like, okay, you realize that's going to look like a double date. And Sandoval's like, yeah. And Ariana's like, so like, what are you doing? And they laugh. Sheena arrives at Schwartz's apartments with Brock and Raquel. And she's like, the pregame is here. And Schwartz is like, thank you. You guys look hip as hell. <laughs> you guys look radical, you guys. And Raquel's like, your apartment's nice. It's not that nice, you guys. And uh, Schwartz is like, no, it isn't. I choose to live out of boxes. By the way, also like, where's your roommate Joe? Joe's hiding in the other room right now. I kicked her out right before you guys came. Raquel goes, I feel like the place has so much potential. I would love to help you get it together. Now this is, come on, Raquel, like, if you know Katie, like, why do you say this? There is potentially a little bit of interest here or something. Come on. And Schwartz is like, thanks, Raquel. I don't know how to shop. Schwartz and her talking head's like, Raquel is drop-dead gorgeous and funny and cool, but, like, Katie and I talked about moving forward that we would avoid hooking up with each other's friends. I like that he also says that of, like, normally in divorces, you can hook up with other people's friends, but I'm trying to obey Katie's stupid wishes. Schwartz is like, I talked to Katie last night. She's fucking livid about the podcast. And she's like, ah, I heard through the grapevine. Schwartz is like, I thought it was fun and pretty innocent. I did too, Schwartz. I feel like I even had, you know, I even had her back. And Schwartz is like, I thought she was so far removed. And she's like, far removed from the divorce emotionally that she wouldn't have this effect as, as it did. And... Sheena goes, I had this conversation with Katie in Vegas, you know, when she was talking about the rumors of you two that were clearly not true about you and Raquel. And she was like, yeah, we get a flashback to the podcast. And Sheena's like, Raquel and I talked about how you, there was this rumor about you and Coachella when you weren't even at Coachella. And Tom's like, I didn't go to Coachella. And Sheena's like, and she was like, but look, if Schwartz and Raquel wanted to go there, they have my blessing. I encourage that. I don't care at all. I'm getting laid. Schwartz needs to get laid. She said that verbatim. And Schwartz is like, she said she's getting laid? And Sheena's like, yeah, her fucking junior high friend. <laughs> By the way, I think that's somebody Katie knew in junior high, not like some, not like Katie's like out in junior high parking lots. Give me a break. And Schwartz is like, how do you know they had sex? And Sheena's like, because, because I was there. And Sheena's like, oh, sorry. And Brock's like, honey, honey. And Schwartz is like, she, she <laughs> sorry, it's hard to keep track of these bad voices. Schwartz goes, she did? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Maybe. She's like, and she went on a date last night. Her and Lala did a double date. And Schwartz is like, my mind's starting to race. I'm just like, um, maybe I should fuck Raquel. Still, Schwartz, you know not to fuck Raquel. I don't care what Katie did. Schwartz in a talking head goes, I had a hunch that Katie was like, you know, getting some and i figured she was like out having her fun but just to hear it factually it stings a little 
Schwartz in the scene goes, how do you feel about getting laid? And Raquel's like, oh, I love it. You do? It's great. I don't know what to wear. I don't have anything. The light in my closet doesn't even work. How am I on this planet? I don't know how to pee-pee. And Brock's like, well, at least you have a closet, but God got kicked out. Sheena has my closet. And Schwartz is like, she does? She has all three closets. That's my that's my Brock, you guys. That's the first time I've had to say lines this season for Brock. She goes, I don't even know how to handle this situation because I'm sorry that that hurt her feelings. But you know what? I'm not sorry for It's her doing things with my heart and everyone thinking that I have this malicious brain and I'm like this manipulative person who's trying to do shit like that. And Raquel's like, mm-hmm. Raquel says, mm-hmm, so flippin' much. Uh, Schwartz is like, I'm not wearing the rainbow Crocs, though, tonight. And Brock's like, that gives off the vibe of miserable and solo, right? And Schwartz is like, can you maybe talk to Katie tonight? Maybe we should just stop our little... And she's talking to Raquel, by the way. Like, I love when we hang out and, like, for, like we don't have to stop hanging out. Like, I feel like we really bonded so much. And Raquel's like, I know. Schwartz gives Raquel a hug. And Schwartz is like, that's what I was talking about on the podcast. So we should, like, maybe stop doing our little shtick. Where I put my dick in you. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, it's not a shtick. Where I, like, your whole life is a shtick, Schwartz. It's like Schwartz, Sticky Schwartz. That's his new nickname, Sticky Schwartz. It's all shtick with you, dude. I like you too. This <laughs> is so hard. Raquel's is like, it's so innocent, so innocent. Schwartz is like, I know, I know, dude. And Raquel's like, and your ex wife is overreacting quite a lot. And Raquel and Schwartz are gripping hands during this, and Schwartz is like, ah. Oh, don't use that word. Oh, my God. Um, and she's like, but Schwartz, when are you going to start living your life for you? Listen, Sheena, I got to argue, push back a little bit on this. He's kind of been living his life. Like, he was, like, cheating a lot during the marriage. So, like, you could say that he was living his life. So, I don't know. But I get kind of what you're saying. And stop living your life or how she's going to feel or react or something you do. You are divorced. And Raquel's like, it's not your problem, Schwartz. Where's the double standard? And Sheena's like... Why can you not flirt, but she can? Sorry, it's like a double standard. Now we are finally off to the canyon. <laughs> to the place where it all happens, the canyon club. Sorry, you guys. I had to take a, a break to uh, have dinner, and I watched um, <clears throat> Family Karma, the, the Family Carmen, the Family Karma season finale. And you guys got to watch that show, man. Like, you, it's... <laughs> Man, what an emotional finale. I'll talk more about this on Thursday's episode because it was so beautiful. It's weird to come from talking about Vanderpump Rules where it's like, who's going to the Canyon Club? What did Sheena and Katie? And then there's like this beautiful wedding and like all of these beautiful four-day ceremonies. And now we're back at the Canyon Club. Let's destroy lives. So we're at the Canyon Club and DJ James Kennedy and Allie arrive and he sees Sandoval, and James is like, Tom, the man, the myth, the legend, because he's kissing Tom's ass, and Sandoval's like, how y'all doing? And James is like, I'm so excited, round two, and Sandoval's like, yeah, um, and he's like, you ever see one of these things? I got, I got a nebulizer, and it's like, to give you air and oxygen, like, Sandoval has all the gadgets, he would be a great Batman, because Batman has great gadgets, uh, gives him, like, saline for his voice, He's like, it moistens everything up. I just, I want to get some kind of sound cue of uh, Sandoval saying moisten. Ooh. Um, James goes, you gotta stay moist, man. You gotta. And Sandoval's like, lube the, <laughs> Sandoval's like, lube the old chaps. Yeah. Allie's like, how the fuck did I get here? In a car riding over to the brand new, you got Brock, Raquel, Schwartz, 
And uh, Brock's like, okay, who's the better kisser, uh, Raquel? And Raquel's like, out of who? And Brock's like, Peter James. And Raquel's like, I'm not even answering that. And everybody laughs. And Schwartz is like, I mean, for the most part, makeouts are like pizza. Even shitty ones are good. Give me, get out of here, you weirdo. Makeouts are like pizza. I only eat Domino's. <laughs> makeouts are like pizza. I like to eat it cold. Makeouts are like pizza. Can you loan me money for pizza? Ariana and Katie arrive at the Canyon Club and Sandoval greets them. You guys ready to get drunk and party and hang out? (laughs) It's such a perfect blend of people being miserable and people partying and wiling out. And that's the thing about Vanderpump Rules is that... You gotta have these people kind of like, there's gotta be, you gotta have people like fight and hate each other for a season to be good. I hate to say that. I don't want it to be true, but it's true. It's just, I I wish everybody was getting along, but they're not. And that makes good TVs. It's hard. I don't, don't Katie and I talking, it's like, I'm just ready for Sheena to say one fucking thing to me because I'm ready to drag a hoe is what I'm ready to do. Katie, you've been hanging out with Lala too. Dude, you're not ready to drag a hoe. That's not you, Katie. Come on. The car arrives and Schwartz is like, let's get fired up. The group inside are cheering with drinks. You got Daisy and Max from the Daily Mail party. They're there. Uh, That other bartender that Schwartz wanted to keep on even though he was drinking in the back is there. Tom hugs everyone. Katie says hello. Sheena and the others say hello and greet everyone. But Katie, she keeps her back to Sheena, ignoring Sheena. And Sheena's like, so what do I have to expect from this? Because she said hi to her and him and not to me in regards to Katie. And Ariana's like, well... The opti- optics look like it's a double date. And Sheena's like, I'm so sorry. I invited one of my best friends into a situation where she would feel uncomfortable walking in alone. I'm so sorry. Tom stands at the bar near Katie. Sheena taps Katie on the shoulder and just decks her. And then Katie decks her. And then they both have knights and like a, a bow staff. And then it's just a huge cage match. No. Um, Sheena's like, I just want you to know that I invited Raquel to come to Schwartz's. So, and Katie's like, because you wanted them to make out? Yeah, I know. I've heard all about your plan. And Sheena's like, Katie, that night in Vegas, you literally said that you were okay with them to give Raquel your blessing. And Katie's like, I don't give a fuck what I said. I don't mean that. Why are you giving so much weight to what I said in Vegas months ago? By the way, you know how many stupid things I've said in Vegas? Do you know how many stupid things I've said today? Do you know how many stupid things I've said in the last five minutes? It's astronomical. Um... But Katie's like, I can tell you right now, I don't care. It's very disrespectful what you've been up to. And Sheena's like, what I've been up to? And Katie's like, what you do with Schwartz on your podcast was fucking gross. You and your podcast should just stop right there. You do not need to talk about the most painful day in my life. It's none of your fucking business. Fucking man, this is bad news for podcasting. Sheena's like, he didn't have to answer questions if he didn't want to. And Katie's like, like, I don't care what you think. There's no room for your feelings and thoughts I and what we have going on. There's no room for you in this. And Raquel's like, don't get like too mad. Schwartz and I didn't make out. And Katie's like, I know. And Raquel's like, so it's not even like a big deal. And Katie's like, I'm saying what she was trying to do. And Sheena's like, I'm not dangling the carrot of Raquel. We're all friends. Dangling the carrot. 
Here's a little Raquel carrot, Schwartz. Do you want a Raquel carrot? And Katie's like, you keep saying Schwartz, Schwartz, Schwartz. It makes me uncomfortable. God, it makes me uncomfortable. Let's all just, let's just say Tom. Or let's like, you know, come on, like, shticky, shtick. Let's call him shtick from here on out, shtick. And Sheena's like, okay, for that, I'm sorry. And I won't do that anymore. But you literally, Katie, and Katie's like, I don't care. I'm not comfortable with it. Stop, stop, enough, 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 Sheena. And Sheena's like, no, I'm not pushing it anymore. And Katie's like, this is enough. Stay out of my, stay out of, with Tom. I'm really proud of where we're, what we're becoming. And you're derailing everything. And Sheena's like, well, that's not my intention. The fact that you don't see my, and Katie's like, you're a little troll. And Sheena's like, I'm a troll? And Katie's like, yes, you're a troll. And Sheena goes, okay. Now I've been called a troll a lot and it sucks, you know. But I mean, every, uh, I mean, this is, this is in my wish, like, see, listen, Katie has the higher ground in terms of the argument, in terms of like, come on, Sheena, like, I didn't mean for you to literally hook my boyfriend up, you know, like the marriage and that bond for that many years, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into feeling, it's not just feeling normal and getting into your day-to-day life, which probably was immediately better for them, potentially, but it's about, like, the all the memories, all of the things that were shared, their dogs, all of these memories that come flooded back. Imagine, and then all of them on TV and all of us and all of this shit adds up to one big giant shit sandwich, so even when you think you're making progress, you're having to take four steps back because of all of this other shit, you know? And listen, if Schwartz is dating some, if Schwartz is dating Joe, his roommate, right? If Schwartz is dating that, that potentially is a hair easier than Raquel, even though I think Joe is Dodie's friend, but I, I, I don't know. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's not at least on TV in her face. And now I know Sheena, I think, is meaning this literally is like, no, I thought you were OK. So I was just hooking. like, that's how I think Sheena thinks. I just wish Katie didn't get mad at Sheena in this instance because Katie literally goes like, yo, I get it. I'm really hurt, though, and I hope you can understand that. But now I feel like this is like set in motion now and then production's in on it now because everything is like Raquel Schwartz, Raquel Schwartz, you know. Sheena in a talking head is like, girl, you're mad at yourself. You're mad at Schwartz. You have problems that have nothing to do with me. Get back under your bridge, bitch. And she's get back under your bridge so now we're like troll happy everybody's a troll and katie's like i'm done with you and walks away and then james i never thought i would see this in my this is like apocalypse right here james is like are you okay to katie and katie's like no sheena and her bullshit she's trying to get tom and raquel together i'm done with her shit she's trying to pretend that everything i'm seeing and everything i'm hearing has not been happening and james is like thank you thank you Finally, someone gets me. Who gets me? Yeah, I cheated on Raquel multiple times. But yeah, exactly, Katie. James and I talking heads like, I can understand where she's coming from because Sheena has Raquel on her podcast like two and a half weeks after we broke up six months previously on shenanigans. And Raquel's like... You've seen James be verbally abusive, and he hasn't been there for me emotionally as well. James then the talking head goes, It's like, you know, let me get this fucking bitch while she's fresh. When I call Brock to say, Listen, you guys better keep my fucking name out of your mouth. He responds, Why don't you come on to the podcast, mate, and talk about it? I literally felt like pulling my hair out. But I've got glorious hair, so I can't do that. And James then to Katie goes, I think it's fucking bullshit, honestly. She's getting bored at home with the baby, like... Don't you have better things to do? And then Ariana's like, listen, I think I understand how she feels. This is just one thing, one occasion where Tom Schwartz, once again, is in the middle of everything. I feel like you're left here holding the bag, Sheena, and he's over there, the nice guy that everyone loves. 
This is why I call Ariana Yoda Maddox. Ariana in a talking head goes, you know, no one is ever mad at Schwartz. I've been saying this for years. He makes decisions for himself and does shit that pisses people off. So why is everyone always mad at somebody else about it? Why? I mean, like, listen, on top of that, why are we always once again pointing the direction at females fighting with females when it's like this numbskull right here? is kind of just going like, ah, oh, shucks in his way into everybody in a war. And he's like, I just want everybody to be cool. Well, listen, man, it can't be right now. You had a long relationship. And even though it's totally uh, warranted why and how you guys split up, but it doesn't mean that these feelings go away anytime soon. They're, what, what do they say? Sometimes it's like the half of the amount... The half of the amount of time you were in that relationship, it sometimes takes to fully get over somebody. And that's true. Like they, they are going to go in waves where I imagine Schwartz is going to date somebody for a while. They'll probably break up and Schwartz will miss Katie or Katie might uh, date somebody else and break up. Like it's they're always going to like there's always going to be these flashes of longing for the other person in some ways. You know, it's just it's, it's just this natural thing when you share your life with somebody. And and Sheena knows this as well because of Sheena's past relationships. The thing that we can't take into account for is that we don't know. Like, we know that Katie and Tom, I'm sorry, Katie, yeah, Katie and Schwartz weren't potentially meant to be. We saw all the problems. But it doesn't mean that they didn't love each other, and it doesn't mean that what they had was not special to them. And all of those moments that we never got to see... It just means that they couldn't make it work long term, but it doesn't make it hurt any less. So anyways, Katie's like, you know, goes up to Schwartz and Katie's like, Tom. And Tom's like, what? And Katie's like, I hate that bitch. And he's like, what? I hate that bitch. That wasn't a good conversation. And Katie's like, no, Tom, she's a fucking snake and I'm done with her. And then James, James to Raquel, James is like, hi, how are you? And Raquel's like, good, still happy about seeing Graham. And Katie's like, taking the one conversation I had with them in Vegas. Oh, I have my high school sweetheart. I said, oh, I met up with a guy and I went to high school with last night. And Tom's like, they said you guys fucked. And Katie's like, made out, Tom, made out, made out. Tom's like, you don't have to explain to me. And Katie's like, I shouldn't have to explain shit because I didn't throw it in your face like they are now. They're fucking assholes. That's an asshole thing to do. And Tom's like, I never touched Raquel. And Katie's like, nice friends you got there. Nice friends you got there. And Raquel's like, I'm honestly feeling a little bit drained after that conversation, DJ James Kennedy, that we had yesterday. I felt like you kept reflecting what we were talking about. And James is like, I felt drained as well. Mentally drained. I'm not trying to go into the past. That was something that happened like five years ago when I cheated. James in a talking head goes, it's like you're good with me one second, then you find out about La La, so the ball's back in your court. Now I'm an asshole again. Raquel, no, no, not today, darling. Not today. <laughs> what a bunch of horseshit. And James is like, sorry, like guys make mistakes, Raquel. I don't know what you want me to say. And Raquel's like, yeah. And Tom, then back to Tom's like, I don't like when you're so quick to undermine my friendships. And Katie's like, I don't think you're really losing anything with Sheena. And Tom's like, let's go get a drink and just chill out for a second. And James is like, Sheena, what's wrong? Why do you keep rolling your eyes? And Sheena's like, no, I'm just like on the outskirts. And Raquel's like, that's just how I felt. I'm just trying to be honest. Raquel walks away and James is like, you're confused. Uh, I was talking 
back to Tom and Tom's like, the way she sees it and you're trying to establish boundaries that are a double standard. And Katie's like, she's such a fucking bitch, dude. And she's inserting herself between us and she's tearing us apart like she's doing right now. And Katie walks away and Tom's like, Katie, 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 which we've seen this song and dance a million times. Back to James and James is like, this is a sacred place for Allie and I, and I don't want to make it horrible. And Sheena's like, James. And James is like, I can say anything I want. You're the one trying to get Schwarzer. And Sheena's like, oh, God. Oh, yes, Miss Pumpkin Pie. And then James goes, pumpkin pie, sweet on the outside, but goes bad quickly. With whipped cream on the top, it's hiding, it's hiding. <laughs> He's so fucking ridiculous. Allie goes, I don't need to be in the middle of you and Raquel. And James is like, I know. I'm sorry. And Allie goes, just go handle your shit. I will say that. That's a great. That gives me hope for Allie. Just go handle your shit, James. And James is like, there's nothing to handle. I don't know what she needs. And Allie goes, I'm drained from this. And James goes, you want to go backstage? To the Canyon Club, our magical place. Folks, that is the end of this episode. What a long-form podcast, you guys. You got to with these, man. You got to. Uh, Vanderpump Rules. We're going to go back to this week's episode on this Friday. So I'll be excited to get back to that normal schedule. Sorry if I had you waiting for a couple days. I had a bunch of messages, which is really nice. Thank you so much. And then make sure you tune in on Wednesday. Uh, for some more Vanderpump Rules, a surprise. I think you're going to dig. Uh, yeah, so thank you guys for everything. Please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, go join on the Patreon. There is so much going on. And I will talk to you, uh, I will talk to you bright and early on, uh, on Wednesday. And I'm excited for you to hear that episode as well. Okay, bye guys. Recording stuff. Betches.